0: program created by Rio Grande. In all cars, attention! All cards broadcast 208 teams. The only looks at them. feet, 8 inches, weight about 135 pounds. Has brown curly hair. Cooperate with the Federal Bureau of Investigation in apprehending this man. He was wanted for kidnapping. At him. That's all. That sound, friends, is recognized by tens of thousands of motorists as the trademark of real brand gas. The gasoline that powers more public serving emergency equipment wherever it is sold than any other brand. That means not only the police cars, fire engines, and, ambulances, and many, many leading California cities and counties, but the motor vehicles of both our state and federal governments as well. Such overwhelming popularity. Every division of government recommending and specifying the use of Rio Grande Cracks. No other motor fuel can vote so eloquent an endorsement because only Rio Grande Cracks de delivers all the qualities demanded by the officials of cities, counties, state, and national government. It is your assurance that when you drive into the nearest York Red and White Rio Grande Station and call for a train full of Rio Grande Cracks. We are getting not only the most highly recommended motor fuel in the West, but the finest gasoline that money can buy anywhere. It is our privilege tonight to present the Honorable Benjamin Harrison, United States District Attorney for the Southern District of California. Mr. Held. Tonight, we are to hear one of the most baffling cases ever to face that efficient branch of the Department of Justice, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Through the trail of blood money, the agents followed their kidnapper and murderer back and forth across the continent and, true to to tradition, got their man and recovered the greater part of the ransom money. It must become increasingly manifest to those who are devoid of an appreciation of the rights of their fellow man that the opportunity of escaping detection for offenses committed over which the federal government has jurisdiction is becoming less and less. Certainty of punishment alone deters the criminals, and when those so inclined come to a full realization of this fact, life and property rights shall become safe. Society is succeeding in purging itself of those who refuse to conform to its regulations. And when the criminally inclined fully realize this fact, fewer shall be tempted to follow the path that leads to disgrace, imprisonment, and oftentimes to society's extreme penalty, death. <laughs> At the little inn near Sycamore, Illinois, a man and a woman have just finished dining. Enjoy your dinner, Mr. Ross. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Hope you will see you more often in the future. Yeah, you will. Yeah. You ready, Florence? Uh, just a minute. Oh, these women always have to powder their noses. You know, sometimes I feel like Shakespeare. He said. Uh, God gives you one face and you paint for yourselves another. I'd like to hear what you men would say if we didn't paint for ourselves another. Well, now, remember, Florence, you're only my secretary. You can't talk to me that way. Oh, come on. We'll be late getting you home and Mrs. Ross will be worried. Now, now, don't you worry about Mama. <laughs> She'll probably be busy playing bridge. Well, good night, Sammy. Good night, Mr. Ross. Oh. Nice place, Annie's got there. I like to have dinner here. It's so quiet and restful. Yes, yeah. it's good to get away from town to once in a while. Now, where's incarnation's my key? Probably in your overcoat pocket. That's where you usually keep it. Oh, Florence, at times you exasperate me. Is that where the key was? Yeah. <laughs> well, get in, get in. Oh, oh. right, cross path. Mm. Yeah, it's warmer tonight than I thought it would be you mind if I keep going down? them? Oh, by the way, did you hear from the today about that shipment of Christmas cards? They didn't ship. Oh, yeah. well, we've got to get busy with the Easter stuff next week Hey, isn't that a car following up that, Huh? Oh, no, oh, I don't think so an awfully bright lights, aren't they? The brightest lights I've ever seen on a car. Oh, can you pull down the curtain in the back? His lights are shining right into the rearview mirror. Mr. Ross, that car is following us purposely. Oh, okay. He's me. right behind us. He's about to pass us. Oh, Florence! it's a hold-up. How do you ring? All right, guys. Get that door open. Oh, now, look here. If this is a hold-up, you won't get much. That's what you think. Your name, Ross? Uh, what? Oh, oh, yes. Yes, why? I thought said would bring you in. Get going. Oh, look here. You can't get away with Listen, this, this. This is a kidnapping see? We'll get away with it, all right. My oh, God, get over here. Where did I get that money to send, John? Yes, come on. Get moving, Ross. Uh, go tell Mama, fly Yeah, tell the cops, too. We'll be waiting for oh. Hey, Gray, get in here. What's eating you? Never mind. Spam in here. What's on your mind? To phone Ross's wife? Well, sure. What'd you say? I didn't get to talk to her much. Why not? Someone's trying to set the wires in Ross's house. I can't get no privacy. We'll get privacy. Bring Ross in here. Hey, Ross. Come in here. Did you lose? Why, sure. I thought I told you to keep him tired well, up. Well, he was tired of sitting up that chair. Nobody's asking you for your opinion? You'll pay orders or else? Yes, what? Try to get him and see. Well, what's wrong now? Cut your trap and listen to me. Who's your mouthpiece? Mouthpiece? Lawyer, Scott. Oh, a lawyer. Uh, Ed Cunningham. All right, all right, sit down. You're going to write him a letter. But I haven't anything to write with. You'll find something in that drawer. Sit down and write what I tell you to. Yeah. All right. All right, all right. Get started. Tell them to get $50,000 in fives, tens, and 20. Fifty? But I haven't that much cash in the bank. Yeah. Let them worry about that. I'll get it. Start writing. Right. Tell them to give the dough to a motorcycle rider who's to wear a red and black coat. He's going to ride on a white motorcycle. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm making a show out of this incident, Pete. It's my business button it. You got that, Ross? Uh, oh, oh, yes. Tell yeah. him to send a rider out off the road to Rockford. He can get five miles from Rockford and tell him to watch for a car with flinking lights. How uh-huh. But a right. pistol shot, too? From well, and it's, tell him to listen for a shot in the bushes. A flashlight from the side of the road. A shot in the bushes? Shut up! If well, sees any of them signals, he's to pick yeah. the money in the ditch. Well, what's going to keep him from following us when we snatch the junk? I'm coming to that. Tell him to go a half a mile on down the road and crash the motorcycle in the ditch. Uh, uh, and by the way, you'd better mention that he to go 80 miles an hour if he wants to live and do well. Uh, 80 miles an hour if you want to live and do well. Uh, anything else? Take your time. After he tracks up his bike, he to keep on going, on foot. He wants the dough to be there on Friday night. But you' do much want uh, That's a week from tonight. should be October 8th. Hey, we had this boy down here for two weeks. Uh, yeah, two weeks? Tomorrow night. Don't worry about it. We'll soon get rid of him. Uh, all right. Now, is that all you want in the letter? Yeah. Now, who can we trust among your friends to deliver it? Well, I don't know. You might try Mary Brackenridge. She knows Cunningham pretty well. He sends a letter to him, and he contacts my wife. Yeah, and the cops. Well, you're going to have them after you anyway. Don't worry about the cops or the feds either. I ain't got no record. They can't trace me. Well, I have. So what? I don't want to take no chances. You ain't taking any yet. What are you squawking about? Okay, Rod. Send that letter to this wrecking rich woman, and we'll mail it tonight. Uh-huh. One week later, on the night of October 8th, three men sat in the park automobile. Five miles east of Rockville, Illinois, from the east alone rider sped towards the park car. His pedometer at 80 miles per hour, on through the night, carrying $50,000 in currency, destined to be the ransom of the kidnapped millionaire. Impatient of the men waiting, Peter Anders watched his companions, Gray, as both watched the victim, Charles Ross. Then, from the darkness, came the unmistakable sound of the motorized tri Behind him when he passes. Yeah. There he goes. Get going. I hope he has the money. Eh? he better have it. Well, what are you going to do with me? We'll send to you later. Yeah, Paul are going to say that this was. Give him the lights from Jim to Price so he'll know it's us. Hey, look back. I saw him. I ain't flying. Hey, lay you Don't be so jumpy. Bite down and flash them lights again. Okay, there go. yeah, he goes. Yeah, he's too fast. He's got to be crashing in a second now. There he goes. Make the loop and let's get that jack. Oh, oh, well done. Hey fast, all right. Get that door open and grab that jack. Get it? Yes. Yeah. All right, give me it. Don't grab get Shut up and get in. Get all in. How'd I know? Give me time to get it open. Oh, they okay, won't double-cross you. it be too bad for you. if They tried it, huh? Oh, boy, look at them, baby. Let me steal them. Shut the car. What's the idea? Shut the car Then Take a look at this stuff. Uh. Now that you've got the money, why don't you let me go? We'll take care you. Stop worrying. Oh, I'm not worrying. I uh, just want to get back to my family. No, hardly he said Pipe down. Fifty thousand bucks. All in small bills, too. we would be able to shove these anyway. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Not enough. Huh? Well, what do you mean? And Enough for two guys. Well, you should have cut it up before. I did. Then why did not you get more? Because 50 grand's enough for me. Yeah, but I get a cut out of that. That's what you think. Hey, what are you driving at? I ain't putting a see? No, I don't think. Maybe this will make it clearer. <laughs> oh, I, you, you shot him. Yeah. I never did like that red anyway. But you shot him in cold blood. You want to make something out of it? Oh, I, I thought he was your friend, your, your pal. Nuts. I'm a lone wolf. I don't work with nobody, and I don't leave no trail. And I ain't going to start now. Put that gun down. Don't shoot me. <laughs> oh. You bald? You had a lot of nerve to think I'd split your stove and let that bird get away. Well, days later the family of Charles lost. Even that it had been betrayed, appealed to police and the Federal Bureau of Investigation for her. You say, Mrs. Ross, that you obtained the money just as ordered? Yes. I put $50,000 in the package. And we paid the messenger $200 to deliver it, just as the kidnappers had told us. And you feel that they got this money? I'm sure of it. The messenger was picked up by a police car. He said that he'd seen the car with signal him stop and kick up the passage where he's thrown it. Well, they got the money all right, then. But that was 12 days ago, and I haven't heard a word from my husband or the kidnappers. I know my husband is dead. Well, I wouldn't conclude that, Mrs. Ross, simply because you haven't heard uh, any word. Beg pardon me, but here's our list of the ransom bills. Thanks. Well, Mrs. Ross, there's nothing any of us can do right now except keep a sharp lookout for those banknotes. As soon as any one of them shows up, we'll have a trail to follow. You may depend on us, madam. We'll follow it. Thank you, sir. I know you will. You'll hear from us the first minute we have any information. Please Please let me know. Send Jones and the rest of the men in here. Sit down, boys. As you know, we've taken over the Ross case. Here are lists of the banknotes delivered to the Ross kidnappers. Mrs. Ross was just in here. She's positive her husband's not alive. Maybe she's right. Personally, I think she is. So far, we have absolutely nothing to go on. No place to start looking. course, we have all the information the police have. They've cooperated 100%. But the minute one of these bills shows up, I want you men to find out where it came from. We've got to break this case. Any questions? Any idea which way the kidnappers went after they got that money? Well, they are evidently working toward the Canadian border. At least they headed north after picking up the ransom money, according to the messenger. We're sending this list of bills to every bank, department store, express agency, post office, and racetrack in the United States. And every other place where large sums of money are handled. Well, see, sooner or later those bills will start showing up. When they do, we'll be right on their tail. And stay on it, till you got the men who did this job. The Bureau solved 15 cases of kidnapping in the last seven years. And I'm not going to make an exception in this case. Ten days later, the Federal Bureau of Investigation Agents meets to report their findings. Let's hear what you found out, boys. A woman named Ludwig, who has a little chop in the loop reported the bill changed there on the 21st. Here's a fellow her about. 21st. Here's a fellow her about. Five feet, seven or eight inches tall, came in and made a purchase for some small amount, she paid part with a $20 bill. I picked it up from her and they checked with the list. A filling station man called Single, F.H. Fimel, took one of them for some gas on the 25th. Five days ago, huh? Uh, Mrs. Flanagan deposited a 10 spot in a bank out in Blue Island, they checked with her and found she got it on the 25th. Didn't remember when, though. Well, that was a Tuesday, wasn't it? Yes, sir. We all found one. A woman who runs a little grocery over on the south side picked up another 20 Friday. She gave about the same description of the man as Mrs. Ludwig did. Ah, then our man will still be in this neighborhood. Yeah, I traced another 20 to a bank over in Indiana Harbor, deposited a fellow named William. Yeah, out of a sting, huh? Yeah. Oh, looks that way. Well, uh, we'll find him no matter where he goes. But as the search spread, the trail of hot money disappeared. Weeks passed. Then, since there came washington, came a message to the FBI. Three twenty dollar bank notes bearing serial numbers listed as ransom money in the Charles Ross kidnapping were deposited in a local bank today. From Portland, Oregon, came news. The agents of the FBI were searching the state of Oregon today for the man who used a ten dollar bill to buy candy in a downtown store. The bill appears on the list of ransom money paid in Chicago for the release of the kidnapped millionaire Charles Ross. Suddenly, the trail disappeared again. Throughout the United States, plain dies cheered at every five, ten, and twenty dollar bank note that appeared in Keller's cases. Then, in New York City, Mister Green. I just received this bill on a deposit sent in by a customer of ours. It has a number that corresponds to that list the FBI men left here. You know, that Ross kidnapping case. The snows of winter began to appear in the eastern states, and hundreds began to trek south toward Florida Sunshine in a cashier's cage in one of my was gambling casinos. Yeah, it's a good day today. Got a lot of bets. Big money's moving down for the racing season. Got a lot of $10, $20 bets today. Hey, wait a minute, Jack. Hand me that sheet of paper over there. Yeah, I want, I want to check the serial number of this bill against that. Well, what do you know about that? It's one of those bills paid in that Ross case. Give me that phone. I'm going to call the FBI from Washington across the United States and into Florida. The trail had led the federal investigators then from New Orleans. Same word. Chief, I just got through questioning that boy we picked up for counterfeiting. Found this telegram on him. Then you see it. Hmm. Andrews on way to New Orleans. Reality and assisting his work. He find out who this Anders is, he claims he doesn't know Anders. But he says the work is getting rid of the hot money in that Roth case in Chicago. Oh. So Anders, the name of one of that gang, is it? Looks like it. There's a good FBI men over here. Let them talk to this gentleman. Thus entered a name into the case, but police records in Chicago revealed no Anders with a criminal past. FBI records in Washington recorded no Anders. The reverie available man was left in New Orleans. he did not appear. Then back in Chicago. Jones, Jones sir, where's that man the police wanted us to question? Right in the next room, sir. Bring him in. All right. Bring your prisoner in here, will you? All right. Sit down. What's your name? Janu. Yeah, no. You're being held on suspicion of robbery by the Chicago police, is that right? Yes, sir. Understands you flew in from Los Angeles. Yes, sir. What were you doing out there? Well, I drove a fellow out in this car. Who was he? fellow named Drury. Sure it wasn't Anders? No, i, I never heard of any Anders. How would you happen to decide to drive this Drury to California? Well, well I, I used to run around with a bunch of fellows that he knew. and One day he came to me and he said he was hot and had to land. So I said, what's hot about you? And he said, well, never mind, I'm hot and I'm on the land. I'm going to L.A. and I need somebody to drive me out. Because I can't drive, so I took it. Uh, did you find out what he'd done? No, that wasn't none of my business. He paid me five cents for the job, so I didn't ask any questions. What's the suspicion of robbery charge against you? Uh, uh That's the bank job I pulled before there. want any oh, more man. of them on your way to California? Uh, yeah, about eight or ten. Drury, you know, them? No. No, he worked office doing doctors and guys like that. He's got him in the can in L.A. now. All right. Take him back, Jones. Hello? operator. Get Mr. J. Edgar Hoover on the wire, please. Yes. Washington, D.C. Oh. A time in one of the counting cases of the Federal Reserve Bank. in oh. we'll find a oh, boys, better make another stop check today for those lost ransom notes. Yes, sir. Were you uh, sick with we'll financing on their list? No, I don't know. We've been looking over money ever since we got that list last, mm-hmm. last October. Well, here's a bunch of bills that just came in from the Bank of America. We might look them over. Okay. Hey, tell me that list a minute. You found oh, I don't know. Yeah, I believe I have. Well, let me see. There we are. There's one of them. a 20. Boy, George, you're right. Let's find out where to from through the Bank of America. Here. Look. Here's a band that was around this bunch of bills. It was deposited by Santa Anita Ruth Boy, you've got something here. Well, we've got to tell the boss so we can get the Jew men on this. While well, the tests have been going on in the bank. In another part of Los Angeles, FBI men question the prisoner. Really? this is Mr. Hoover in charge of the Bureau of Investigation. He wants to ask you a few questions. They may be the same ones that i asked, but that won't make any difference to you. Okay, Mr. Hanson. Now, according to our information, Drury, you came out here from Chicago. That's right. And you left about the time the Ross ransom was paid. No, no, you can't pin that on me. I'm clean. I ain't got no hot paper on me. You can't tie me to that job. Now, place. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Take it easy. We're not here to give you any third degree. We don't work that way. We want a plain statement of facts from you, and that's all. You say you were not connected with the lost case? No, sir. I was in Indiana when that job was pulled. I can prove it. How? Well, I, uh. Well, there was a bank job pulled in northern Indiana just after I landed out of shock. I see. Uh, What else? Well, I worked my way out to the coast by easy stages. Yeah, so I've been told. Who told you? A friend of yours named John New, back in Chicago. Listen, I ain't admitting nothing, see? I'm clean. I ain't admitting no robbers or nothing. You can't pin anything on me. Now, wait a minute. We're not going to go through all that again. If you're not implicated in the Ross case, we're not interested in you. But believe me, we're going to find out in our own way whether or not you are implicated. Yes? This is John Hanson speaking. Yes? Yes? All right, I'll get investigated right away. The Hot lead on the Ross case at Santa Anita. Now, what is it? Oh, wait a minute there. Uh, Drury, uh, we're going to let you think things over. Uh, we'll want to ask you some more questions later. You can take them out now. He's not our man. I'm convinced of that. Now, what's, what's this lead you have? That was the Federal Reserve Banker just told me. They found 18 of the ransom bills. Where? They've come in from the Bank of America and they've been chased through that bank to the Santa Anita Rose Shop. Right, get your men together and let's get out there. Mm-hmm. on information received from officials of the Federal Reserve Bank, Federal agents, Speed to Standard Anita to confer with club managers. I've sent for the clerk at whose window those bills appeared, Mr. Hoover. Mm-hmm. Come in. Oh, here he is. I understand a mysterious exchange of banknotes has been going on at your window. Yes, sir, and evidently at other windows. I asked some of the other fellows. How many sellers have you here, Dr. Strube? Three hundred on ordinary days. Five hundred on Saturdays and holidays. We have an equal number of cashiers. Mm. Quite a bunch to watch. Mm. That's right. Well, I've had my men checking, little bit, And I find that most of this money has been coming in through the cages on the ground floor of the grandstand. Has the built promises? No. No, the ones in the uh, Roth Ransom, not Chicago case. Oh. Have you any objection, uh, Dr. Stroob, that we place several of our agents in the cages and station others around the grandstand? None at all. Put all the men you want to on the job. We'll arrange a signal your men can use, and if this man appears at any window, we'll instruct your clerk to follow him long enough to signal one of our men. All right, we'll do that. Now, when does the next race start? Well, let's see, it's one o'clock now. The first race ought to be starting at around one thirty. Yeah, let's... Get our men out there, (laughs) Hanson. The first few days passed without one of the wanted bills of duty. Chief Cooper returned to Los Angeles to resume questioning the suspect already in custody. Then on Friday, January 14th, just before the first race at Santa Anita... Ten bucks for number two to win. Yes, sir. Here you are, sir. I want to bet two dollars on number six. What? number six. Yes, yeah, tell you how it is. Number six. Yeah. Four dollars on number two straight. Four. Oh. Just a minute, sir. What's the matter? Yeah, sure, I'm I'm short on change right now. <laughs> uh, <coughs> Me. Uh, I wonder if you'd mind letting another customer go through. Say, what kind of a joint is this? Come on, give me my 16 bucks and my ticket. Well, uh, uh, I have the thing for 20 right now, sir. Uh, wish, I'll get it in just a moment. Ah, uh, what's wrong with you? What are you waving your hands like that for? You having a fit? Uh, I don't know, sir. It's a little warm. It's, it's a little warm here, does nah, not it? i not dead. Give me that bill. Here's two bucks. Put it on the note. <laughs> Two dollars at number five. Oh, pardon me a moment, madam. I saw your signal, but I couldn't get over here. The crowd's too thick. I saw that. Now again, he wanted to bet four dollars. I told him I didn't have the change. All right, get back to your counter. Act like everything's all right. He'll be back. We'll stick around your window. Okay, buddy. Got any change this time? Uh-oh. Yes, sir. I think so. just a minute. Still warm, I see. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yes, sir. I never saw anybody get cool waving his hands. Well, well that depends on your point of view. Who the w u? Federal Bureau of Investigation agent. Come along. Hey, what's this all about? Just oh, come along nicely now and don't start anything. Those four men right behind us are friends of mine. Those bulges under their coats are guns. So take it easy. Okay, buddy. Okay, don't start wanted to know what the beef was this time. We want to ask you some questions about those 10 and $20 bills you've been circulating. Oh, for them. I didn't know they were queer. I didn't say they were. That's all. Uh, where to now? Back to Los Angeles. Chief of the Bureau wants to see you. Arrested on Friday, January 14th, Peter Anders, man of many idiaces, was questioned by FBI men until Sunday night. At last, he was ready to admit his guilt. All right, all right! Lay off, will you? You guys have been asking me the same fool questions for days. We don't take their fool questions, Anders. Okay, okay. I'll tell you all about it. I snatched Ross in Illinois. I followed him from that place and kicked him all away. Had dinner with that woman. Secretary? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know nothing about it. Yeah, go on, go on. Well, it was about 8 o'clock when we left. I trailed him a little ways and I run him into a ditch. I got about 85 bucks from the woman and shoved Ross into our heap. He Where is uh, Ross now? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I bumped him off for squawking. You killed him? Sure. I got tired of hearing this gun on about my killing Gray. Who was this Gray? He was a bird that helped me smack Ross. Well, why did you kill him? Well, I wanted to ransom joke for myself. I always was alone anyway. Didn't want him tagging along. You've uh, spent all that money yourself? Nah. Besides what you found on me and in the car, I... Well, like I just couldn't grant someone in Wisconsin. What did you do with Ross's body? I dumped it out just north of the state line. Same place in Wisconsin. You're sure it was out of the state of Illinois? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine, Anders, but fine about it. You transported those bodies across the state line, didn't you? So what? So that cinches our jurisdiction. Yours is a federal case, Anders. Yeah. But you left it grimy in Illinois. Mm, yeah, that's so. We will, but. If I remember right with hang fellows like you. <laughs>